Welcome, everyone, to the second episode of the Madhouse Podcast. I'm Ryan Byrne. I'm joined with my co-host, Connor Graham. What's up, everybody? And our first guest, Christopher Siragusa. Hello, hello. And our last guest, but not least, Ian Figueroa. Hello. So, uh, what have you guys been up to? I mean, if I'm honest, starting a podcast is kind of a big thing. So, like... Yeah. You kind of got, you kind of, after the first episode, you kind of have that on your mind and you're thinking like, oh, what can I do next? What can I, you know, do to make this better? What, what kind of topics, whatever. And the sad thing is that over a week of, of waiting to come back and do another one, uh, I haven't thought of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've just been continuing doing my schoolwork. I did some, uh, PlayStation controller, uh, cosmetic surgery. Uh, one of my shells cracked. So I merged two together and that looks pretty swanky. And probably the biggest part was uh, a Mr. Certain Burn gave me his gaming PC, and we've been spending all day today setting it up. All right, let me try and put some, like, backstory to it so it's not just, like, me giving it. So I had done a build at the start of last year and swapped to Ryzen. So when I did that, I had this whole other build I was using that was a 970 and like i5 and everything and I had gutted that of a power supply and the hard drives so he ended up picking up the parts that I needed and the way that we went through you building it was over discord <laughs> yeah. discord video call which is not the best quality <laughs> to say the least to say scuffed was an understatement how would you somehow it worked you got it to work yeah the only thing i need is a wi-fi adapter so having like now experienced some of building a computer never again never never again again. (laughs) (laughs) that was so annoying it was kind of easy since, like, you know, it was common sense, like, some of these prongs go into here, like, you can count the prongs. But it was just annoying because, like, it's such a small space and I got, like, fat hands. <laughs> so I couldn't get around many things. I mean, like, if I'm honest, I don't think I'd ever build a computer. Like, the rig I have. <laughs> I I only bought pre-bought rigs, like pre-made rigs before this, and like definitely not worth it. Mm-hmm. So instead, uh, I had a friend uh, show up and like help me buy all the parts or whatever. Like he took me out to like the store. We bought all the parts together, and he just came to my house. And Ian was there too, and they spent the yep. whole day just building my computer for me while I sat there on like YouTube. Yeah. And so. Uh, I can't really say that I've put in any kind of effort building a computer, but I don't think I'd ever want to. <laughs> yeah, I, I spent too much time. I what, find it there. Four hours, Ryan? Yeah. Four hours sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sitting there watching you two go back and forth trying to figure that shit out was like watching an episode of The Three Stooges. <laughs> it definitely felt like it at times, like... Me being like, yeah, I need to have you angle the camera so I can see this pin. Hey, I mean, I have to say, most times you only have to ask once to yeah. get a better look. 
it was it was it was a vicious cycle though of like they would talk tech mumbo jumbo chris would mess it up ryan would tell him to fix it ian and i would say some stupid shit and chris would threaten <laughs> to kill us <laughs> <You know? laughs> especially the last part and it was it was a four-hour process of that where chris would say something about sticking a prong somewhere and me and ian would go oh yay stick the prong and chris would be like i will literally kill you shut up because <laughs> i was trying to listen to ryan but all i hear was your moaning in my ears <laughs> i do want to say this now because we haven't addressed it um the format here has changed of uh, course being able to see everyone that's on the podcast now i mean like the last thing the last first trial run whatever is sitting there it was good until the audio equipment shit out and yeah. we couldn't talk or do anything anymore uh and i am um, we talked it over and you know this just seemed like a better format just oh, oh you know if people wanted to you know see what we looked like see you know our reactions how like you know which is anything really if they wanted to see my, my very shitty katana collection because I'm a mall ninja. Or my know? broken ass wall because I am a poor, poor man who is under the property line. Or Ian doing a puzzle with his girlfriend while filming a yeah. podcast. Yeah. With sunflowers in the background. You know, now Ian goes hard. <laughs> uh, so I feel like we should talk about that, Ian. Uh, yeah. We, we put out, you know, the, the, the bulletin last week. And you're like, yeah, no, I'm down, guys. That sounds fun. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly be there. A hundred percent. And Ryan reminded everyone last night. And I'm sorry, what, what did you say when we had asked you if you wanted to join? Uh, my my hard right. drive's crapping out. So yeah, so you guys asked me if I was ready for eight o'clock or whatever, and I was like, oh, my hard drive kind of shit the bed. Which, to be <laughs> fair, it was, but um, I was not home when I said my hard drive had failed. So. <laughs> yeah so, so, now, so now i'm here we're sitting doing a puzzle doing puzzles we'll I mean, get puzzle updates i yeah. mean to be fair how many of us can say we have a girlfriend to visit during this quarantine <laughs> i mean good question Chris. <laughs> so uh that is a pretty good segue into interesting stuff. Let, let us know, Ryan. Let us know. Since I'm so, the only... uh, so quarantine ended up being very different from what I expected. I expected I it am. to be a lot more just like hanging out, working on like projects. But at one point, I ended up meeting someone in like. So, actually meeting someone during quarantine is way different from, like, regular. Like, it instead is like, yo, let's hop on a video call and, like, do that however often. And that ended up leading to me meeting someone, which now I have a girlfriend, so. Fuck. <laughs> and, uh... That's been pretty good. I found it really funny too because it was it was a couple nights ago and we're all sitting down playing a game and Ryan's like, Oh, uh, yeah, I gotta leave. <laughs> uh and, and didn't give any kind of context where I thought he had like a business meeting, some shit to do. But uh I get a I get a DM at like one in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, hey, uh, 
I, I didn't really get a, a good point to saying this, but uh, I kind of have a girlfriend now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I felt like a father, proud of my son. And I, I just said, you're like, hey, man, that's really cool. Uh, I'm going to go the fuck to sleep now because it's one in the morning. <laughs> but so... I'm, I'm really proud of you, man. I'm, you know, congrats to you. And yeah, I'm very proud of you, too. But so... I, I'm, I'm very interested to see you know give us a little insight of what it's like <laughs> meeting someone in quarantine like how how did this whole come to fruition and what are the the major differences i guess between a natural kind of meeting so all right i want to say one thing first mm. so there was one person who knew before you mm. you're the second person that found out oh. and it's only i i was going and try and tell everyone at the same time mm. but when it first happened, only he was online, mm. and that's Chris. Hey. Wow! So <laughs> that's why the other day, when we were like hanging out and stuff, that we were like, yeah, we were on till like three or four in the morning, just like chatting and stuff, and that was true. Like we initially <laughs> were just like hanging out, chilling, and. I was like, dude, I need to tell someone about this. And so I kept it a secret the whole goddamn time. Well, no, I look like a big idiot, so thanks. No, <laughs> no. Okay. I'm, I'm only finding out now, so. <laughs> I, so, you three are the only people that had now heard of this. Until No this... one else knows. Until this gets published. And then yeah. in which case, anyone who listens, surprise! And... Now I'm outed. Oh, but... Sean. Okay, so I we mean... have two people with girlfriends, one with a crazy girl, and one with a hand. <laughs> two hands. So I want to go back to what you were saying, Connor. Okay. Yeah, please do. So I initial so like I used like Tinder, Bumble, stuff like that, just like hanging out, seeing like who I'd meet on there. And I never really expected, the, like, to meet someone that I'd actually want to be in a relationship with until, like, I'd never expected that to happen at all during this. And I mm. still am, like, surprised that happened. But, like, it's weird because in the back of my mind, I have to keep thinking and being like, <laughs> I might not actually see this person, like, in person for a year. And, like, having to think about that and, like, understand it, I think, will be interesting. I mean, think of it this way. If y'all end up working out, getting married one day, it's going to be a great story. Yeah. <laughs> Grandpa, how did you meet Grandma? Well, there was a thing called Bumble, and there was a pandemic, and... I talked to her for a full year over the interwebs before I even met her. <laughs> it's it's definitely different from what I really am, like, used to with that. Like, normally you're, like, you know, like, you text someone for a bit and then, like, on those apps, I guess, and then you're, like, yo, want to, like, meet up, like, go out somewhere. But I am sitting there now and I'm, like... Well, we can't do that right now. We're kind of just like, okay, we're going to hang out and, like, talk and do whatever. And, like, 
that's just going to have to be how it is for a while. I mean, it's really interesting to think about, though, because if, if things do work out with you and this person and everything like that, it's going to be a pretty weird sensation, I'd imagine, to talk to this person for so long and get to know so much about this person and then actually get to meet them like a couple months to a year later. Like, yeah. you'll know, like instead of the whole awkward first date, first meeting, trying to learn about this person, it's you've known about this person and know a lot about this person and you're just getting to meet them physically. Like that's gotta be interesting. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, go ahead. I, that, it's so weird to think about, you know, that because there's no way you're the, the only person who's experienced something like that, who's going to experience something like that. And depending on how long this whole pandemic and everything lasts, if you think about it, is this is going to be, you know, the huge spike of, internet you know boyfriend girlfriends or, or couples period i shouldn't even say that but like you know it's just gonna be so interesting to see how many people are gonna have that whole typical story of mom how'd you meet dad and it's like oh <laughs> we were trapped in pandemic and we had an animal crossing date for a couple months <laughs> <laughs> we sat on the same bench in animal crossing and you know rest is history there you know, the minute she said that she had apples on her island, I knew it was fate. <laughs> I knew she was the one. She wanted Tom Nook dead just as much as anyone else. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> if, if you like Nook and you don't want Nook dead, we have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, something cool that I saw today, which I want to talk about, is... So Ubisoft actually ended up doing a really cool reveal for their new Assassin's Creed where they had a live stream going on Twitter it was and the entire I think it was like three or four hours they ran it and it was just like one of their artists making artwork for the new game and it started off in, like, they were working on the background and stuff, like, building it up. It just, like, had music going. And the music was not typical Assassin's Creed music. It sounded more of something, like, out of God of War, almost. So people started speculating, like, hey, what is the, like, time period this is going to be set in? And it ended up being... They found a registration for a trademark for a website... That was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And it ended up, the stream ended, and I think they, like, showed it and now have a stream set for tomorrow actually showing, like, what they're going to be talking about. But it looks like we're getting Vikings for Assassin's Creed, which I'm hyped as fuck for. I, I mean, as someone who's never really gotten into the franchise or experienced the franchise period, like, I know bits and bobs i've played multiplayer of assassin's creed black flag like that's all i yeah. did because weird enough my my pc rig at the time couldn't run the single player that the game single was player big. was too intense like <laughs> graphically and everything but multiplayer worked fine so i would just play multiplayer and so that's my only experience is assassin's creed black flag multiplayer so I've only seen the pirate side of it. I've never seen like the base side or like anything like that. But Viking seems like it'd be really cool. So like jumping around in like Viking boats and stuff. Like I'd imagine there's gonna be some kind of huge great axe bullshit. Like it seems really cool. I'm 
maybe it's just me, but I feel like games go through periods where, like, one style or, like, one thing in games is the key thing that, like, everyone's doing. For a while it was zombies, and then it was like, hey, everyone gets a bow. You want Far Cry where you have a bow for some reason? And then, like, I feel like Horizon happened, that ended and stuff. Oh, my God. But I think Vikings is where they're going now with, like, God of War came out, that kind of started it off, and then, like, some indie games came out with Vikings and stuff, and now Assassin's Creed. I mean, like, shit, dude, even, even Fortnite had you know a viking area and like a mm, bunch of vikings I forgot about a, that a viking battle pass like even fortnite jumped the boat on like the whole viking theme and, and that's cool as hell <laughs> yeah. it's going to be very interesting seeing like so i'm curious how they're going to handle announcements for this and like so they said they were doing the stream tomorrow and stuff do you guys see them doing, like, all these companies doing streams like that to talk about new games? Because, like, E3's canceled for this year. Like, we're not going to get a big event any time, like, soon, so. I don't know, because I've never really paid attention to new games really coming out or, like, E3. Like, the only time I listen to E3 is I've been tracking a game for a while to see if it's coming out but i i I feel like they would be just to keep their names above the water so they can keep the public interested Mm. it'd be the smartest choice um i feel like it kind of with everything that's happening and with like there being no closing time frame on this happening i feel like it's kind of like a a sink or swim or yeah sink or swim kind of situation where if game companies want news to get out and like want new games to be announced and like things like that, you know, it's kind of gotta be where it's online conferences or like Twitter live streams or Instagram live streams or anything, just live streams period, because there's not going to be those conventions anymore. There's not going to be huge gatherings of people who are sitting there, you know, waiting to hear about the new Assassin's Creed game or new, you know, anything really. It's like, this is the era of online everything online dating online gaming online you know money making even because like the all the live streamers are living it up right now because nothing's happened to them they didn't change their yeah. schedule anything you know <laughs> blevin's still waking up and streaming on mixer making his money you know every everybody like, the streamer life has not changed while everything else has so i feel like it fits perfectly into line and everything that game companies and announcements and everything like that are doing the same thing and they're following the same path. I could see companies that have done it in the past, like Nintendo stopped doing E3 a while back and have just gone towards like, hey, we're going to stream our announcement at the same time as everyone else. But they also were doing like Nintendo Directs and stuff. And I could see like them being like, yeah, this is fine. Like they'll probably have a good like group of announcements and stuff, but like, I don't know how like other companies will handle it. It's definitely depending on the company. I'd say there's some companies I could see not adjusting. Well, Nintendo already had the head start on it with Nintendo direct and everything like that. So they're probably going to do just mm-hmm. fine. Ubisoft took the interesting approach with the Twitter live stream of like art and everything like that. And I think that's kind of cool. 
but like there's some companies that I don't think are going to be able to to make or break that and like most of it's indie companies but indie companies have always kind of had a hard time with advertising and everything like that so you had mentioned about how streamers like they haven't had a lot of stuff change Mm. I think I might disagree with that just because of the, the stuff that's happened with Valorant coming out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's entirely fair. Like, I... that game has blown up Twitch to, like, everyone's getting record numbers right now. Like, the people on there are, like, watching, trying to get drops and stuff. And, like, they, I want to talk about that game a lot, but I didn't pretty sure i'm the only one that's like played it and like had interest in it i've watched you play a little bit um and i i, I could see where you're coming from like valorant making a huge wave because it absolutely is but then again i could also hit you with the whole there's a lot of people just afk farming keys because that's oh, what, yeah that you even were like yeah i just kind of set it up on my monitor and left it there like you don't even have to pay attention to it whatever and i'm like yeah i could do that mark was doing that for a while i personally don't have any interest in that type of game it just doesn't mm. really um interest me at all but i could see where the appeal is and absolutely like watching you play it i was like yeah i could see where this could be fun i i could see why people enjoy the same thing like that so having a conversation with my brother about it he was trying to say how it was like really similar to csgo and it definitely is the whole idea of like hey this is just like plant diffuse and like it watching corners and stuff but i was talking to him and i was like this is one of the first games in probably like a year and a half where when i played fortnite i played it to a point where i got like semi-professional level and it feels like i'm at a point where it's like breath of fresh air with valorant where i'm doing the same stuff that i did when i first was getting into fortnite where i was like practicing my aiming and like learning the techniques and like how the game worked and like tweaking sensitivities and stuff and like i see a lot of people that have been getting into valorant and then like dropping off because they're realizing quickly that it's like it's not overwatch like this is closer to csgo than it is to overwatch just because the characters still have abilities and stuff like it adds a dynamic to it, but it doesn't feel like it's, like, a blatant copy to it. Mm. But they just put out an update today, I want to say, where they were going and put out ranked mode and everything, which I think is going to be a very good change to that game because there was a lot of people who, like... There's no way I can compete with someone that's, like, yeah, I have, like... 2000 hours in CS:GO and I'm just like, yeah, I played it like 3 times. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense and it's cool that they finally put in the ranks so like, you know, the people who want to sweat while they play the game yeah. can go there and the people who just want to play the game can go to casual. <laughs> you know, and that I guess that's really interesting cuz me and you we did a a joint stream a little bit ago where we started playing Smash Brothers. Oh, uh, man. And it was hilarious for that because we're sitting there playing the game. We have items on and, like, stage hazards, and we're just playing because none of us take that game seriously. 
nope. and we're just sitting there trying to have fun and the amount of people that came in and were like you guys have items on you guys have sage head what what the fuck what are is you this? doing that's not the fucking meta dude this is not how you play the game this isn't uh, final destination one stock it's three stock no items final destination dude what are you doing or like the people who were like we're coming in and we're like oh yo can i get next can I, I, I have 3,000 hours in this game. Can I, can I get next? Yo, like, I'm gonna wipe the floor with you, but, like, let me. I, I broke my GameCube controller at least three times doing this. Can I have next? <laughs> and, like, those are the people that, like, and it's a very controversial thing for people that like Smash, but in the, like, fighting game community, uh, I don't consider Smash a fighting game. <laughs> I think that's a party game, and people take it too seriously. And this is coming from, like, I played Street Fighter for a while and, like, was playing ranked in that. But Smash is inherently, like, it's a different game, yes. But I feel like people go into it and are like, oh, well, there's all these characters, like, there's all these mechanics. But I'm like, when you need to use bugs to make it a competitive game like wave dashing i don't think it was meant to be a fighting game see how i've always viewed smash was boredom if a lot of people are at a party it's a great thing to do mm -hmm. or it's a perfect drinking game i could see that <laughs> like you do a tournament style and you lose take a shot oh um, yeah I mean, and then you go on. Or even Smash Mario Kart, you play Burio Kart. Yep. Yeah. That That is some fun stuff. Ian, Talking though, about as, drinking. Ian, though, as someone who has some time into Smash and, like, your yeah. brothers and you, what are, what are your views on Smash? As, yeah, as I was just game? about to actually talk about that. I, I think it's kind of the opposite, you know? Like, it's always fun to, like, bring it up at a party casually. Or make like a you know drinking game out of it, whatever. Um, but like I think it gets incredibly competitive, even with like you know average Joes like me. Um, like all my all my brothers, we uh we go ham. Like we get really competitive. Um, we have friends come over, and it's pretty much just like an Iron Man of like who can hold first place consistently, that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, Melee, specifically, when you were talking about glitches, like, that makes sense. Like, they kind of <laughs> found glitches and unintended ways of playing the game in order to make it more competitive. But I think just because of the fact that it's a fighting game with tons of different characters that you can choose from, and each one has different abilities and stuff, you can sort of always just be competitive in that regard. Like, mm -hmm. there's always counterplay. There's always certain people are better on certain stages that kind of stuff i think it is naturally competitive it's just that um you know like in melee's case um certain glitches were able to bring it up to a higher standard of competitiveness so i will say i've seen a lot more stuff in smash recently where it's uh, making me realize like hey, they do have a lot of uh, cool ideas to 
it and in ultimate it definitely seems like they made it a lot more viable to play different characters whereas melee mm. it was like you looked at right. the top eight and it was like half of them were fox and it's, like yeah that was it yeah it's he uh picked fox i need to <laughs> counterplay with fox <laughs> yeah. yeah fox or falco were pretty much your only like viable options and then you have like marth and you know whatever but yeah you get hungry um, box on jigglypuff yeah i think the i think the newest smash bros game is probably one of the best in terms of balanced and uh balance yeah i could see that it definitely feels like they aren't as punishing yeah. if you're playing someone that's like off meta for the game right like in in terms of this one it's um more people are viable like there's not as many weak uh low tier characters not as many high tier characters it's um yeah it's more balanced <laughs> yeah i get what you're saying you don't have to actually sit down and and think of who you're going to play and counterplay and everything like that. It's more like I can play who I want and still do probably as well as someone else. Yeah. I go in and I play the same three characters every time. Doesn't matter who I go against. It's Cloud. Uh Roy already. And <laughs> Samus. I can I mean, yeah. it is Roy the boy. <laughs> Roy's boys. I used to be so good at Roy. But then my friend destroyed me with Robin, and I'm like... Ah. So, so, like, in Street Fighter, it was always a thing where it was like, hey, if you're playing a game, like, all right, I'm going to put a hypothetical out there. So, like, in Street Fighter's sense, if it was like, yo, million dollars on the line one match who would you play you almost everyone would be like i'm playing ryu that is the character like you have to go for there like ah uh, m bison i oh man i would mop the floor with your m bison <laughs> i'm uh, just saying dude i can I elastic arms. street fighter i, for, uh, I forgot yeah, to never played uh, ryan who's the oh. guy with the like elastic arms Elastic oh. arms, Dalton. Yeah. I look. I started off, and I was playing Street Fighter Five a lot. And at the time, there was no ranked mode in it, so I was just like, "Yeah, I'll play as Nikali, which is like super aggressive and everything." And it was right at the start of Street Fighter coming out, so it was like, "Hey, there's eight characters in this game. You have to learn." at least one of them and everyone else is going to be like playing whoever and you had for the most part the same matchups until i took a break for a while and came back and then got into akuma and he fit the play style of like hyper aggressive and stuff and like that's how i've played a lot of games that's how i've learned fortnite pretty well but i the idea that I have to learn how many characters are there in Smash now? What, like, I don't even know. I, I have no idea. Ian, you got an idea on how many? Um, like, I feel like I'm wrong in assuming it, but I think it's like 80. 
like having to sense. learn is that too many? I think that's way too many. I it wanted to say 80, and it makes sense. Yeah, I, I can Google I it. That. But, like, yeah, Smash, it's like, hey, I have to learn 79 other matchups for me to uh, play. Whereas Street Fighter, when, uh, like, you get in, it's like, hey, there's, uh, like, people have different abilities, yes, but, like... Playstyles match up well with, like, certain characters. Like, these characters are going to be charge characters, like Guile. And then it's, like, Akuma and Nikali are, like, very aggressive and, like, reuse balance and, like, all that stuff. And that's where I couldn't get into Smash, was having to learn, like, the counters wow. for these characters. How many There's are there? 74. 74, okay. That was pretty yeah. close. Yeah, so and there's like, I guess was a good guess. There's what the new pass coming out that's about to add like six or more. Oh so like, God. eighty was right. I'd say it. See, I never really. I played Street Fighter every now and then. I play Smash with my siblings. The only fighting game I went hard in was Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was fun. I only played the story for a while. I played the story. I played. Against people online, I played against my friends. I got good with many of the characters. I I never really bought the DLC characters because I didn't really fuck with it. I went with my main Sub Zero, Scorpion, Noob, Cybot, the yeah. mains. But my favorite one was probably Armageddon because that story was one of my favorites. I so I'm going to try and <clears throat> swap here. So, because of, like, everything that's been going on, I have gotten into, like, playing games that I missed out on, and has anyone else been like, yo, let's get into something that we haven't been playing a lot recently? Wizards Connor, you're shaking your head. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I, I had a feeling you were going to bring this up, uh, because I've been getting roasted uh, for this oh, past week or two. Um, but, uh, due to just an increase in boredom and increase of free time and an increase of, you know, things, uh, not being done, I decided to, uh, reinvest my time into a game from my youth. And, you know, people might be sitting there thinking, oh, RuneScape, he's back into RuneScape or, 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 you know, no. Not RuneScape. I played RuneScape. Wasn't that into it. Like, I'll play it again, whatever. Not RuneScape. Some people are thinking Roblox. Ah, oh, he's one of them Roblox kids. That's not that <laughs> weird. People still do that. No. Uh, I decided to invest my time into Toontown again. Toontown so... written. And <laughs> I, I've, I've been roasted for it. I'm going to still get roasted for it. Yes, yes, you will. Especially by me. I, I stand by the fact that if you're looking for a game where you have zero brain cells, or you come home dead from work, and there's, like, nothing for you to mentally be able to handle, and you just want something to do, Toontown is the perfect game. It's got it's got the kid-friendly aesthetic, so you don't have to worry about, like, I gotta pay attention. I want to watch this guy's spine get ripped out. <laughs> it's You're running around listening to, like, 30-second MIDI tracks from 2003 <laughs> throwing pies at robots or like fishing i spent so much time fishing that i think i made like 
3K just fishing. So you tried to get me a give it a chance because I so Toontown came out and I was heavily into RuneScape at the time. I couldn't afford a WoW subscription, so some reason I would pay for RuneScape. And so I wanted to start off with you showed me what version was it? We played when I got when I convinced you to do it, and this was the first mistake was I had you play the bad one. Uh, is I had we all tried it. it was you, me, Nicole, and my brother, and we all sat down and tried to play Toontown Corporate Clash, which you know, Corporate Clash is its own private server kind of thing, and it takes a lot of stuff from the base game and adds on to it there's a whole bunch of new additions a whole bunch of changes a whole bunch of interesting things that they really went for and i liked what they tried to add and what they tried to do with it the issue is their web code is trash and their latency and everything is really bad and there's like 20 people it was interesting uh, I don't see why Toontown needs uh, Quake FOV in that game. Why? Why they even thought to add that ba- like boggles my mind. When you can go up to like what was it like ninety or one hundred twenty? It was FOV something yeah. like that. Something ridiculous. Where it's like you do not need to see this much. Oh, and then the sprinting making it even bigger and speeding up the music. The fact that they had an, an option under audio settings where when you sprint it distorts the music and makes it high pitched that's just a terrible design period that's like you sit there spamming the key and suddenly you got a headache in record time yeah so i tried it i really gave it a like college try there and like i was on there for i think like Two hours or so. Two or three, something like that. And so I see why you are saying the whole thing about being mindless and everything. And maybe I'm just, like, really dumb, but I was, like, getting lost in that. And, like, I played WoW. Like, I raided and everything. So I'm used to it being like, hey, this is a big world. But, like, I can't find Flippy because I'm, like walking around and i'm just like where do i go this isn't like making it apparent for me here like i I think go for it given how it's a game from 2003 that's been revived by a bunch of people probably in a basement somewhere it's gonna (laughs) be scuffed and i feel like that's part of the charm and probably given the fact that i played the shit out of that game when i was a kid like that that information stuck i knew where to go i knew what to do i knew where everything was and if i didn't i could find it really quickly but i could definitely see how you never having played it jumping in there it's where the fuck is this dog where the <laughs> yeah. fuck is where, where the fuck is town hall how do i get there what is this <laughs> so when we actually did my first playing of it uh you had streamed it I did. And we had a very interesting person that came into the stream while doing we it. did. While we were playing Corporate Clash, we had uh, someone who was an ex-moderator for the game come into my, my stream chat 
and talk to us and tell us what a shit show that was. <laughs> really? Um, he he was going oh, on man. and on. He was saying that you know every day it was a different fight between the developers and like the the mod team. Like there was never not a mo- there was never a moment of rest. It was always constant flux and like fighting happening. And he said that was a mess. Uh, he said that the team was kind of self-centered and pompous, and the fact that they were advertising their names and everything all over. And like, I, he, wow. He he generally just said it was not a good time to be a mod on there, and you know. I don't want to go out of my way and like, you know, try to give any hate to the corporate clash team period. Cause I could never do what they're doing. Uh, I have no talent for anything like that. Maybe this is just this guy's, you know, experience with the team. Maybe he joined at a bad time. Maybe he's lying. I I'm not going to go out of my way and endorse anything he's saying, but the fact that if any of that's true, that's wild. <laughs> it was really cool to like see him like and like peek behind the curtain of like what was going on in that game. You always sit down and you wonder, like, this is a fan made recreation of something. I wonder what the hell this is like. And then to hear it's crazy like that with constant bickering and like ego flaunting and everything like that. That's crazy to me. So besides corporate clash so like that you said was the bad one that's what i would consider the bad version so you haven't been playing that no you've been playing which version i've been playing toontown rewritten which i mean i feel like a loser just talking about anyways but it's (laughs) it's literally just they took the files they put it back up and they let the game run as it was intended to be and they've added bare minimum stuff to it so it's the game just how you remember it just like with some slight like kind of better for the like the most part kind of changes to it like they added two different animals you could be which is interesting so with the toontown it's very interesting seeing and feels like people are still like giving toontown rewritten to their kids and stuff to play like, they still have those filters in the chat and everything for, like, you can't say, like, you can't be dropping F-bombs in, like, the playground and, like, telling kids to, like, fuck off and stuff. Like, they it, still it, keep that. They still have all the profanity filters. They still have all the parental safety options in case it really is a kid playing it. And that's kind of cool to me, because say some people don't have some money for little Timmy to go out and, you know, buy the new Halo or Gears of War or whatever, or they just don't want him to experience that. They got this game that they probably played when they were kids or when they were younger, and they're just slapping down the laptop with the Toontown rewritten in front of him, and little Timmy's eating it up like it's like it's candy. And he gets to experience the same thing, you know, mom or dad, younger couples, obviously, but mom or dad get to experience, got to experience when they were growing up. Like... I would definitely say that if I was a father, I would slap that game in front of my kid and be like, yeah, son, let's go take down this cog building together. See, I never once played Toontown when I was a kid. and I, I never played Club Penguin. I never did, like, uh, Maple Story. The games I played, I played Wizards 101 with my sister for, like, two years. And 
was funny was she she lied to me that she made an account (laughs) because she thought it was stupid and so when she saw uh me playing it she was making fun of me and then i call her one day playing i'm like you a liar (laughs) i played that and i played adventure quest oh adventure quest the flash god that's a fever dream (laughs) (laughs) and i got far in that game and i was just like what am i doing so and then immediately switched to like call of duty i was thinking about this recently and I will go full, like, back in my day right now. I think how kids have it a lot easier playing free games nowadays with, like, growing up, it was like, oh, you want to play Call of Duty? You got to pay $60, and, like, there's no way around it. That game didn't go down in price. Like, you want to play, like, a shooter? All right, well, you got, like one shooter that's free that you can play but like now everything's like free like epic games is giving out stuff every week twitch gives out games every week games are like coming out and they're just like yeah we're free to play like only thing that you buy are cosmetics in this game like fortnite (laughs) i don't see like it's really different experiences where like if you got a game as a kid like when we were growing up it was like you were playing that game like you spent good money on it and like that's all you were playing for a while it's ridiculous to think about just how far video games have come to the point where they can do that where like epic can give away two triple a titles every other week you know in mass bulk to like whoever claims them steam is like oh you guys want a game for free here like for this limited time you can grab this game and it's free forever you can keep it all these free weekends and everything it's just like it's hilarious but also crazy to think about how when we were growing up you're sitting there playing runescape or roblox or whatever like team fortress 2 was the go-to game like, <laughs> yeah this is the free-to-play game. This is all I can afford because I'm an elementary schooler or a middle schooler who doesn't have any kind of steady income and mom doesn't want to give me her credit card every other day. <laughs> but then when you finally do get mom's credit card and you go out and you buy that copy of Halo 3, you go out and buy that copy of Call of Duty, you're sitting there and you're playing it and that's that's your life. It's I literally bugged my mom for two weeks so I could get this game. I'm sitting down and I'm playing it and I'm playing the shit out of it. See, and what... Then, oh, continue, Connor. I was just, and then you have kids these days where it's, yeah, I'll pick up the $60 game for free Epic. Oh, I played five minutes of it. I don't really care for it. They're like, oh, I'll just, let me just go through my, my Steam library of thousands of games I've snagged for free. And I've only played 30 of them. Yeah. What drives me insane was talking about like some games uh, went for free. One of the biggest upsets to me and my wallets was the fact that Destiny 2 went free and it gave the first two expansion packs for free after I already bought them. Drove me up the wall. I'm like, I've been a beta tester for Destiny 1 and 2. I, uh, In Destiny 1, I used to... Um, compete uh, for world firsts. I've been on the Destiny bandwagon since day one. Yeah. 
and I got so screwed. It's just really different. Of like games are always changing. Like battle royales weren't a thing ten years ago. Like the closest you got was playing like free for all. Yeah, like, like Daisy or something. Exactly, right. and like yeah. looking at how games have progressed, where it's like even at like besides uh, like just oh these games are free and they're like battle royales and stuff like you're getting single player games uh, with like these that are free and like they're good games like you can pick up uh, like you know a whole bunch of different ones uh, on Twitch and like Epic and like I don't know if it's just like me but like also, the whole, like, idea of games being free, you're seeing more of a shift towards multiplayer games, and single-player games aren't going away. They're never going to go away. There's and always stories. I'm happy about that. Yeah. I'm huge on just single-player games. But, like, seeing these uh, kids go into all these multiplayer games and go in and be like hey, this is a game I'm joining, and, like, not having a pay to get into it, and then, like, becoming a part of a community in it, where, like, it, people are winning, like, $3 million playing a free game right now. Like, it's insane to see that, and, like, that stuff grow. If, if, if I... Honest to God, if anyone had told me when I was a kid that like video games were going to progress this much, uh, I probably would have believed them just because video games have always been on the up and up. But to this scale is what's so surprising about it. The fact that Fortnite can have tournaments where people win millions, like what, like a 16-year-old kid yeah. won like 2 million or something crazy. And like, like the fact that they're able to do things of this scale where they can have a game and run it entirely free to play and have a player base consistently of in the millions. Like, these player bases are growing at insane rates, and, like, you don't meet people nowadays that are like, oh, I don't play games at all. Like, you can talk to, like, a Karen and be like, talking with them and they're like oh yeah i play like whatever like games on my phone or like oh yeah i love mario kart and stuff like that and like games are just like they're spreading everywhere like everyone knows about them everyone's played something now even if it is just a phone game like my my parents used to have a, a sega genesis before i was born and they would race home, you know, to play the Terminator game or whatever Sega Genesis game they had. Like they would race each other from work to get home and play it. And then I was born, and for some ungodly reason, they threw out the Genesis. So <laughs> I didn't no. have that growing up. So thanks, mom and dad. But <laughs> they got out of gaming and they just like, you know, I grew up, I got into it, and I tried to teach my mom how to play Halo 3. And I'm sitting there driving around in a ghost and she doesn't even know how to move the camera and walk at the same time. And how she was like, oh, well, when we played, it was just, you know, one, one, you know, way you moved one direction, you came back, you know, there was no having to look around, and move cameras or anything like that. 
but then even she is sitting there playing games on her phone like you can like if she's not doing anything she's sitting there playing even like games like bingo or bejeweled or like candy crush <laughs> on her phone it's like there's no one or parents. barely anyone who isn't playing some kind of video game parents love bejeweled clones and i don't oh. know why i'm glad none of my family uh, got obsessed with candy crush and shit like that <laughs> Funny story about my mom and Candy Crush. Um, I looked over like really recently, like two or three days ago. She's on level seventeen hundred. Jesus, oh God. Yeah, she's on a thousand seven hundred, like fourteen or something. On Candy Crush. <laughs> it's... I didn't even know that game went that high. Yeah, <laughs> it just goes infinite, I guess. <laughs> it's really like crazy to me, like. I've been playing Animal Crossing still, and, like, yeah, I'm, like, slowing down on it and everything. Like, I hop on, do my chores in it each day, and, like, hop off. But, like, I'm sitting there playing it recently, and my mom walks in and is like, yo, like, can I play? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, seeing... It's not just, like, oh, everyone's, uh, like, who's young is playing video games, like everyone plays it and like the stories in these games are on par with like some of the best books and movies and stuff and like it's really cool seeing like people that don't normally play games want to get into them and like hear and like experience these or this quarantine has for somebody who's been a console player their entire lives to finally get a PC build to join his friend because he's been sitting lonely at night. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you all are I have to in, say in regards it. to that, Chris, is it's about damn time. Okay. <laughs> you have to understand. Yeah. Broke bitch. Penny Dude. saving bitch. Do you so, know how much it took me to go like I have to click this to buy this because Ryan already gave me the rest <laughs> of the stuff. To go into PC games right now is insane because you are in for, like, a whole new world of stuff. Dude, just from setting up the tower today, my right arm has been killing me. I, Dude, computers are heavy. Dude, and like... that shit fell on my leg. And I'm like, I had to text my mom just to get a screwdriver because I couldn't get up. Uh, dude... You are in for, like, I want to say it's, like, completely different, where, like, on console, you have, and we talked about it last week, people, like, will just, like, hop on the mic in a party and stuff, and, like, you get that every once in a while on PC, but you're not getting, like, that all the time on there, and, like, it's more like, hey, you find a small community of people that you play games with, and, like, you have a Discord, and, like, you share, like, memes and shit in it, like, you're hanging out and, like, talking and just, like, playing stuff whenever. And, like, I don't, like, that is completely different of how console has always been. Consoles, typically, you hop in a lobby, you talk shit for a game, and you never see these people again. <laughs> yeah. And then the off chance that you run into the same person in another lobby, it's, What's up, bitch? Round two? You you wanted more? You didn't have enough last See, time. With console, I'm it. I, I 
really don't play many multiplayer games. You you guys are the only reasons why I pick up multiplayer games. Like I would never uh out of my choice play Warzone. I picked it up uh, to hang out with you guys. I played single player games like growing up my favorite games were Jack and Daxter because they're like the most mindless yeah. fun single player games. I played all the God of Wars, you know. I buy Call of Duties for the uh single player. I don't buy them for the multiplayer. So actually go ahead, Griss. You were actually, gonna say something. I lost my train of thought. Sorry. I mean, speaking of Call of Duty single player, Modern Warfare 2 remaster drops tomorrow. Does it actually? It does. I don't April have money. 30th, April 30th. I already I did bought not it. realize that was that soon. Mm-hmm. I was going and bring up. So I ended up going through playing some games that I had missed out recently. And I played Greece, and that game was a very cool single-player experience where it's a completely 2D, like, platformer and everything, and, like, music in that game, like, blends with the gameplay really well and stuff. And, like, I, it made me start thinking about how music and games, like, impact how you play and, like... I started, like, to think about, like, how when I played Hotline Miami, I was, like, timing my attacks on, like, these Russian mobsters to, like, the, like, outrun-style music, like, moons playing in the background, and you're just, like, going in, like, guns blazing. But that game was really good that I played recently. And I know you, Connor, and Chris have played something that has been less than ideal in a multiplayer and polished sense. Oh, fucking Christ. Talk about the saddest flop of 2020. <laughs> At least personally. Talk about waste of money, personally. For now. For now. I, have, have to that. I, I was going to jump it. I haven't booted up since. So... Um, Predator Hunting Grounds released uh, a couple days <laughs> <No>. ago. <laughs> released a couple days ago. And oh. looking at the trailers and everything, that game looked fantastic. It looked fun. Asymmetric game where one dude's a predator, four dudes are mercs going on a mission, and you got to try to kill the predator or kill the mercs. And the game had potential. The game has potential. But the execution thus far has been pretty shitty. It's such a crapshoot. <laughs> I'm I'm talking shooting a guy directly in the head and the game not registering the first five shots before you finally sink that sixth one and he goes down and what should have been a one-shot kill. <laughs> I'm talking people A-posing when they jump. Oh my god, I saw that. No, the best is whenever you get the mission details and you're trying to read it and just going... <laughs> the text jumping on the screen like you're like having a seizure. It's trying to induce one. It's... The game is fun in the sense of it's scuffed as shit. <laughs> like, it's not a game you're saying, really, oh, these mechanics are beautiful, well-polished, a piece of art, truly. It's, haha, men do funny pose when he jump and I shoot alien man in head. Now, <laughs> the biggest bug I've seen in that game is when you're trying to shoot the predator and he's on a branch... And, like, he's not even blocked by other branches. And you're just shooting him. And you're just shooting him. 
and it's like the little branch particles are exploding in front <laughs> yeah. of him, like, like he's being shielded by some tree. And you're like, there he's just holding there. up a twig, just like, nah, you can't get me. And like you're dead, hitting him dead in the chest or dead in the head. And I used the marksman rifle in that game, so like it's an accurate gun. And I'm like, dude, nothing's happening. Nothing. Oh, I got, I got one hit. Okay, and it just makes him have so much help. What I hated was I was point blank and I had a shotgun pointed at this dude's head. <laughs> Nothing. Not I went through a full mag. Nothing. So the saddest part for me is the fact that Chris has bought it on PS4. I have it on PC. And we spent a solid two hours trying to get multiplayer to work between the two of us only to realize that they haven't implemented cross-play through parties yet. You have to queue in and hope you get together at the same time. And we, we sat there trying to figure out how to invite each other just into each other's parties, whatever, and that didn't work. There was like, every time Chris was online on the PlayStation, it wouldn't show up for me, even if his account was linked, which it was. Uh, but whenever he was on PC, I could invite him, but obviously he can't join because he has it on PlayStation. But I could quick play and I get matched with only PlayStation people. Or like, well, there's one other <laughs> PC dude and then there's only PlayStation people and I hear some dude hot miking like some kind of Eminem song. <laughs> and like, I can't even just play with my friend. So we're sitting there for a solid hour and a half trying to do the old one, Countdown. two, three, press play <laughs> and hope you queue at the same time. And it didn't work. Not once. We did and that then, for two days, too. Two days. And then on the flip side, uh, our friend Mark got it on the PC as well, and we're sitting there playing it. And the first couple of games, everything's fine. We're able to party up. We're able to play, whatever. But then something in the net code or something in Mark's Wi-Fi is just not good enough to the point where Mark can join a lobby but as soon as that game counts down and loads up the mission, it kicks him out <laughs> every time without fail. So we can get uh, in the party. We could sit there and play the game and queue up. But the second we get in that match, the game's like, and he's gone. Nah, I don't feel like it today. <laughs> you seem cool, but uh, I'm regretting this decision. So I will now kick you. Oh, don't even tell me. Talk about regretting decisions. <sighs> Dude. And so, and, and, at this point, it's become a matter of, I play this game when I'm really bored and I'm alone, while I wait for them to hopefully put out a patch that allow me to play this game successfully with my friends. So, even the whole idea of, like, you can play with people on console now, that's real new and is insane. I love it. But they need to polish that game, because I was going to pick it up, <laughs> It has the making to such a good game. It looks very similar to GTFO. Or not GTFO. Uh, God, what was that game that came out that was very hyped and was Evolve? similar? Idea? Yes. Evolve. That was going to be like, everyone was like, oh man, this looks great and everything. And then it was like, similar issues where it was like bad net code buggy as hell all this stuff and it feels like they have they just like 
copy and pasted the code for the game and was just like, yeah, throw Predator on it. That will be good. Let's get the copyright for Predator. People love Predator. <laughs> Let's just throw a Predator in there. They'll throw See, money in that. How much is Predator? Oh, he sounds cheap. Yeah, let's do that. What I think would be a great thing for this game was give another game mode. So you have the asymmetrics, but then you have another game mode of Alien versus Predator. Well, then or, they need to get the rights for Alien. Are they not both Ridley Scott? No. So Alien versus Predator did the whole collab couple of movies, but that was uh, a different thing. They're not just all owned by Ridley Scott. It's Predator very versus- interesting seeing how Predator right now, and like I think like it looks like it has potential, but at this point in time, that it's game not does it. not look good. It's not where like it. Alien Isolation, like that was a good game off the bat. After they put out bad Alien games, of course, but like seeing how. People associate these two characters together a whole lot. And to see how one of them is like, hey, we put the time and effort to make sure this game was, like, up to our standards. And then the other one's just like, oh, yeah, we're going to put it out. It oh, you get this shiny. Like, <laughs> over and over, I'm seeing a lot more AAA games come out, and they're just, like, buggy messes. It honest to God seems like there's either higher ups pushing out the, the, you know, the software monkeys and everyone, they're like cracking the whip and they're like, you work faster. Your deadline is one week. Like, it feels like the games are just either so rushed or there's not the care and love being put in that there used to be. And I definitely feel like it's more of a rushed deadline thing because I feel like the people who are putting their time and effort into this, they don't want to make something trash. They don't want to make something subpar. They, w- You're putting your heart and your soul and your effort into doing this. You're not going to half-ass it and make a shitty game. You're going to no. give it your all and you're going to try to mm-hmm. make it the best game so people remember it. So it's definitely got to be some kind of administrator or something being like, I want it out now! Yeah. I want I feel money! Like, I feel like that might also be like hand in hand with the fact that like games are so incredibly um increasing in popularity you know companies just want to quickly bring out more and more games just so that you know they can get some easy cash grabs they're trying to pump out as much as they can yeah they're just but then they're just putting them out too quick and they're just bad buggy pieces of crap you know it's really interesting seeing that. And then on the flip side, indie games seem to be like, they've grown a ton in popularity. And seeing how, like, someone can, uh, like, there's tons of games out there now that are made by, like, one, two people and are, like, hours of playtime in it and, like, replayability in these without any like issues that are like that glaring and they have such a smaller budget it's really disheartening to say the least to see all these games coming out and being flops or being buggy or messy and just not as good as they could be because there's so many games that i see with the concepts and i'm like i could fall in love with this concept i could fall in love with this game i can sit down 
and see myself playing, you know, hours of this game, days of this game, weeks of this game, so for some of them even. And then it comes out and it's, yay, there's 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 40 bucks gone. Glad, <laughs> glad I spent 40 bucks on a there's, tiny tinfoil ball. There's one game that I've been forcing myself not to buy because I know it's not the whole game. And I know it's going to cost me a shit ton more down the line to keep getting the installments. And that is the beautiful masterpiece. Yep. The beautiful Mm -hmm. masterpiece of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm. Ryan knows how much I love Final Fantasy. I have played so many different ones of them. Final Fantasy XV to me was gorgeous because it was, I think it was the first that was not completely turn-based because uh, even uh, uh, 12 uh, and 12-2 were somewhat turn-based because uh, you can do auto-attacks, but you auto-attack, but then you uh, picked when you did your specials. And in Final Fantasy, you know, you're attacking and doing your specials at the same time. And Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, branched off of that, doing that, and uh, but they still kept you can still go back into the old mode of doing turn-based, but the whole reason why I refuse to buy this game, and I, the only videos I've seen were the cheesy, you know, cloud flirting with Tifa because Tifa is waifu. <laughs> I don't want to buy this game yet because I know it's not the full game. It is up to uh, the Midgar portion ends, and then it just stops. It apparently leaves you off in a huge cliffhanger. And uh, the whole campaign uh, without the side missions, I heard is like 13 to 18 hours, depending on how you play it. And then the side missions make the whole game 40 hours, which is insane because original Final Fantasy VII was eight hours with all side missions. Mm -hmm. That's short, wow. Yeah. The fact that you get a section of the game for $60 and then you have to get the next section for $60 and the section after that for $60. Final Fantasy 7's remake. Everything I've heard is it's a great game, but I can't bring myself to buy that right now because knowing like I'm not going to be able to finish that story right now in a story-driven game just seems crazy to me. And, like, I know everyone, like, who was excited for it was, like, waiting for it for years and years after... Right here. Like, that announcement came out and, like, people lost their minds. It's, like, one of the announcements where, like, everyone was just like, holy shit, they actually did it. Like... The one other time I feel like I really felt that way was, like, Master Chief Collection coming in PC. I was like, they're finally putting out Halo 3 and, like, all these games on PC. But seeing, like, these games coming out that aren't actually finished, but they're still charging that price tag, it really is, like, where was your focus there? Like, I understand that you have technically 40 hours of content smashed into your game. And it has replayability to go and get everything, do your do different endings, uh, pick different dialogues. 
but we didn't want a partial it's a partial game to say the least mm-hmm. it's not the full game it's not the full story am i still gonna buy it one day fuck yeah am i gonna buy it on sale probably because i don't want to shell out 60 dollars for each individual installment for this game it's interesting especially because so the remake came out towards the end of the life cycle for these consoles right now like it playstation 5 is announced like xbox uh, has their new one coming out uh switch is uh, just printing money as needed (laughs) and it's really interesting because like are they going and put it out on ps4 or are they going to end up being like hey this one part of the remaster is going to be on ps4 the other one's going to be on ps5 like so I have read about that. They started it on PS4 and they are finishing it on PS4. Okay. And then it's going to get ported to PS5. It's the whole idea like especially with how this pandemic has started. I'm interested in seeing how these new consoles that like all these companies were really like doubling down on right now are going to be affected by it like there were plans for consoles out this year and like that's still happening i guess like uh-huh. i don't with uh, the lack of e3 and everything we really won't know unless they do a live stream showing off the new consoles i it's also really interesting because do you guys think we are going to continue with this whole idea of everything getting remastered and like recreated and like new engines and stuff or just yes like and brought no. over? I mean, the issue with that is at this point in time and at this point for a while now, the in, like the amount of original content coming out has been very slim because we've been like it's been a decade or so where they're just remaking movies they're not coming up with new movies original shit they are Mm -hmm. there's definitely new movies coming out but there's like it's mostly remakes it's oh how many times can we remake halloween (laughs) or just remakes period like the amount of original content has definitely dropped in number and that's obviously because of the fact that there's it's very hard to create something original these days because you know you look anywhere and someone's done it you can create the most backwards outlandish bullshit and i'm sure there's definitely a book or something about it already (laughs) and that definitely contributes even to video games where people are sitting down trying to come up with new ideas for video games and some of them really kick off and some of them really make it great but then you have remakes of games and that's probably going to be a trend for infinity at this point. There's never not going to be a time where they're just remaking games. It is I agree with you. To come up with something entirely unique and not something someone else already thought of. Mm. Like the name of this podcast. Which... Madhouse podcast. Who would have thought it's an it's a point of such contention between multiple parties? We have seen a very funny 
trend here of us seeing other podcasts with the name. And we, it, it's funny too, because we sat down and I think the name was like a split second recreation. Like I think Chris has suggested something similar, like the mad boys podcast. Yeah. To like stay in line with your uh, usual Twitch naming. Yeah. My Twitch name and my, my in-game name, everything. And I think we had sat down and we were like, yeah, that's a good name. We'll use that. And then the day we were shooting the first episode of the podcast, Ryan's like, what about Madhouse? And I was like, that sounds really cool. We should do that. And so we sat down and we looked it up and we didn't really see anything at first. You know, we saw like there was a, an Instagram page run by two girls out in Las Vegas uh, where they had the handle Mad, like Madhouse underscore podcast. Shout out to the two of them. I think it's like Mackenzie and Devin out in Los Angeles. Shout out to them. Uh, they had one Instagram post, which was them talking about how to figure out how to work a podcast, Mike. And I found that really funny. So there's those two who have Madhouse podcasts. There's the Madhouse podcast, which is, I think, a podcast run by two guitarists from a band where they talk about horror movies and they discuss horror movies and everything like that. And then recently... I think it was like two days ago or a couple days ago. There's this random internet group of like eight different fucking people who all have different various internet followings and post their own content. And they also have the Madhouse podcast. And we looked it up and I found that video and I sent it to Ryan. I was like, <laughs> oh shit. Like, should we be concerned? Are we in trouble? Did we do anything? And Ryan was like, no. Like, <laughs> And I, I looked at it. I watched the video. I looked up and everything like that. They had a Twitter handle before we did. I'll yes. April 17th, I believe, they had a, a Twitter handle where it was Mad Boy, uh, Madhouse Podcast. And they were like, oh, we might podcast soon. And nothing happened. So we went ahead and we sat down and we recorded. And I think it was like three or four days after our first episode went up. Within a week of it you sent me that link and i was like yo what <laughs> like how is that timing that like small that we both ended up with that name and like look i'm all for it in this idea absolutely absolutely uh so i feel like uh within interest of both me and ryan uh that we formally leave out an open invitation to anyone else sharing our podcast handle that's madhouse underscore podcast for the two girls over in la that's the madhouse podcast of the the two you know horror movie critic guys and that's any of the random group of internet boys who share our name and are, are posting podcast stuff if any of you guys want to call one of us is the two of us are technically single <laughs> the reason why i say technically is uh is a very long story but if if any of you guys want to collab or talk to us or f film an episode together or anything like that we think it'd be hilarious to do it, that and we it's so, such a funny thing to see that happen in such a short period of time and to then it's like look, I don't know how we should handle it, so may as well just have fun with it and be like, yeah, you know what? Anyone who wants on to, like... I think it would be really interesting to talk with some of these people and just be like... So, like, 
this both happened. We both came up with this separately. And, like, it, that is how, like, you were saying with, like, all media, everyone has already thought of the idea before. And, like, look, I'm all for us having guests any kind from of others. And yeah. If any of the other madhouses want to come visit our little madhouse and, and give a little bit of insight or anything, whatever. Or we can join them in one of their podcasts. Or if you want us to join you and you want a couple of boys from Jersey to give our insight on anything, by all means. But that's what's so funny to me is we sat down and we had the talk of like, oh shit, what are we going to do? And instead of worrying about it or being like, we need to change our name right now. We need, we need to keep individuality. We need to make sure we're important and we're special and we're unique. Our response is we're sitting here like, yo, we got, we got the same name. You guys want to talk about that? You want to, you want to, you want to collab? And like, you know, push comes to shove. If copyrights come into play, we'll obviously change our name, whatever. It's not that big of a deal, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's hilarious that we have this many name, like this many, you know, brothers and sisters with the same name. See, Connor, you mentioned that's what's funny to you. What's funny to me is what happened last week. And I think it's finally time for this story. Uh, before Ryan had uh, gotten his girlfriend, oh, I boy. apparently I'm the charismatic one of the group, according to everyone, which is weird because you know look at me i'm not attractive i'm very attractive i'd Uh, say i'm a good running for that i'm very charismatic and so i don't i'm one of the people uh, in this world that somehow knows everyone everywhere and so i i used to still currently it's up in the air work at a cafe Maris Cafe in Denville, uh, you know, say my name, you get kicked out or you get free stuff, depending on who you, uh, treats you. And so I was working with this girl a long time ago. Uh, she's very much like us, into anime, into video games, super chill girl. A uh, couple years ago, we had gone out and, you know, hanging out. <laughs> and, okay, Ryan and Connor are dying because they were witnessing this story. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I witnessed it very well. <laughs> and so Ryan, Connor, and I were hanging out one night, and I told Ryan, you know what? You said you're having trouble with girls. When I'm in public, I become a different person, and I shed my inhibitions, and basically I view every mistake I make as a story, and this is a, one of those big stories. So... Me and this girl, we didn't work out, but we kept close until we stopped talking a couple years ago. But I still had her number in my phone. And so I told Ryan, you know, I have this like perfect girl for you. You know, she's one of my old coworkers, one of my old friends. Let me hit her up. You were trying to hook a brother up. Yeah, I was trying to hook a brother up. And I was talking to her for like two, three hours. And the whole time asking Ryan, yo, are you sure you want me to do this? Uh, he goes, yeah, sure. So I legitimately just go like, all right. I, I want to put it out there. I was like, yeah, dude, go for it. Because I was like, I have to put zero effort in on this. <laughs> and if it works, then I get all the reward. And like, I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> and then this happened. It and so I, sense. I texted her saying like, 
All right. I, oh, besides like checking up on friends during quarantine, I have an ulterior motive texting you. My buddy's Ryan, well, my buddy Ryan, you know, we were talking, he was basically describing his uh, uh, perfect girl for home. And I'm like, you kind of fit the bill pretty well. I was trying to see if, you, uh, if you're interested. And she goes, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm not attracted to guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I just dropped. <laughs> this whole time I was talking about my buddy Ryan. First one, swing and a miss. <laughs> 100% whiffed it. You know, I hit a foul ball and caught it immediately out. Note that this was three hours into talking to this girl. <laughs> Here's the thing. When I was going out with her, she was attracted to men. And she had said that the switch came recently because she realized she wasn't as attractive to men as she is women, which is 100% fair. Power yeah. to her. I hope she like, finds a perfect girl. Like, she's absolute lovely person to hang out with. Huge uh, weeb and otaku like us. Huge video game freak. Best wishes to her. I'm just... I love the story now because... I tried setting Ryan up with a lesbian. <laughs> Dude, you did your best with what you knew. And for you to just uh, get that dropped on you, like, I I was like, already in that case, I was like, just uh, completely like, all right, whatever happens, cool. If it doesn't work, then whatever. Like, it's not a big deal for me. But for it to be that critical of a failure... <laughs> Like, fucking Ocelot coming in just like, nope, didn't get it. Like, Should we just make a Metal Gear Solid reference? Yep. <laughs> yes! I, I just want to point out that as someone who is sitting there being a witness to all of it, it was the funniest <laughs> thing to hear Chris talk up this girl and be like, Ryan, I'm going to get you a girlfriend. You're going to be you're gonna be in debt to me. You're going to be thanking me. I never said in debt to me. You're going to be thanking me for weeks. This is going to be so funny when this works out. You guys will be perfect together. Oh, she's into women now. Oh God, I'm I'm so sorry. <laughs> Seeing the transition and being like firsthand witness to this big of a fail. If you're talking like Dungeons and Dragons terms, Chris rolled the biggest of ones on that D20 and fucked everything. <laughs> Dude had the biggest crit failure that he could get, but like it wasn't a failure. Like it. I think it's hilarious hearing it. It's a Absolutely. great story. Now. Absolutely. One of the, one of the greatest stories. It's especially is... funny cuz like it doesn't matter now. Professor Ian with your uh with your master's degree in simping, uh how would you rate Christopher's performance? Um 6 out of 10. 6 out, six of, 10. out of 10. Is, is that it, good or bad? He's a 6 you know, out of 10. No, it, it's simp? above average. You're above so. average. I will uh, say we are just over an hour and a half, so I'm going to say we start wrapping up. Uh, Ian, how did the puzzle come out? Still working on it? Um, okay, can we can we get a puzzle check? Yeah, can we yeah. get puzzle cam? Do you want me to? You want the cam? Okay, let's yeah. do it. Show us. Let's get the cam. Because I don't know if we mentioned this or not, but Ian's been working on a puzzle with his girlfriend this entire time. Yes. So let's let's see this puzzle. Wonderful, Norfolk is way too good for Ian. 
We are not too Honestly? Far. That's more progress. That's a big ass puzzle. Yeah. Okay, y'all so... also do puzzles wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we did Okay, so this is our puzzle. It's like a sea ship, right? Sunken treasure stuff. Fish, whales. <laughs> I'm working on the little uh the main ship. Y'all are doing it so wrong. Yeah, everyone well, knows, these are all our side pieces over here. Yeah, everyone knows you start with, with doing the sides first, and then you yeah. in. Okay, Master yeah. Puzzle Smith, Chris Saragusa. Yeah, all right, master. I expect a update on puzzle uh, performance next week, but I think <laughs> we're gonna have to end now. So. Thank everyone for listening and joining us for the second episode of the Madhouse Podcast. My name is Ryan, and my name's Connor. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at madhouse.podcast. You can follow us on YouTube, Madhouse Podcast. Subscribe if you want. Give us a like if you're interested and you like what we're doing. Uh, our guests today have been Chris Saragusa, returning for his second time, and Ian Figueroa. And I guess Sam as well, if she wants to say anything, but Sam's there as well. And if you guys have topics or things you want to hear our opinions on, leave them in the comments and we'll talk about them, you know, Absolutely. open up to our community when we get one. If you guys ever want to hear us talk about anything in particular, just drop it in the comments, hit us up on Instagram, do anything. Or honestly, if you guys want to submit anonymous questions for advice, you know, uh... <laughs> we're going to be an advice podcast. Okay. I mean... <laughs> I have apparently uh, been told I've, I'm good at giving advice. You know, you can ask anyone here. I mean, Connor, I've helped you a lot. I mean, I'm also an unlicensed therapist, so I, yes. I, I know the deal. But yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed listening to all our stupid shit we had to talk about. And see you next time. <laughs>